Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Heli, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. Each week, we spend some time catching up and sharing a recommendation of something we've loved recently. And then we go on to discuss a topic that we think is really relevant right now. These are the sorts of things that are really big topics and are often conversations that while a lot of people might be thinking about them, not many people are actually having. So we want to open up that conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. And if you could leave us a five-star review on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, we'd be very grateful. So disclaimer before we start, I'm very sorry if you can hear the birds because the local birds have decided to essentially assemble a choir outside my window this morning, which I'm not complaining about, (laughs) Um, but it it does sound a bit like I'm in an Attenborough documentary. I like it. It's like uh, one of those soothing soundtracks. Very, very zen for a Sunday morning. It's very, very sunny. All of the trees are like, got all their blossom on and stuff. It does feel like, actually, no, today's the first day of spring. The official first day of spring. Is it? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, how fitting. How is it the same for you, though? Is it, is it I, like an international thing know. or not? I honestly don't know, because I know different countries have it at different times. Like when we were in Australia... The first day of spring was just like the first of September. Hmm. It's not as like, I don't know, random as it is in the UK. And I've not been in Croatia long enough to uh, revise their, their seasons. So, I'm Well, not if sure. you could get on that, please, that would be very helpful. <laughs> How are you there? How is Croatia? It is beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Waking up the last few days when just like clear blue sky warm haven't had to wear my thermals yesterday I wore sunglasses all day what it's the little things but it it does make such a difference and every year I'm shocked by even in the UK like when it's when spring summer comes around I'm shocked by how much it influences my mood and then I'm like oh yeah Yeah. obviously like obviously it does yeah like even if I feel grumpy and miserable like just waking up to the sunshine like waking up when my alarm off this morning and it was like early the fact that it was beautiful blue skies outside already the birds were singing like there was sun streaming into the bedroom it just makes life so much better mm-hmm. yeah it does a hundred percent um how are you what have you been up to good thank you um not an awful lot although last night we went out to dinner on a Saturday night for the first time in I mean I would hazard a guess the best part of a year um we spontaneously decided to go out for dinner and it was so nice to just like be out on a Saturday night and feel like normal and enjoy yourself and the Mm. best part is that I got my dessert for free amazing the reason for this was so I really wanted a profiterole 
but on the menu and I'd seen other people having a profiterole like a, a big one but like an individual serving and I was like so they can do it and on the menu the only option was like a sharing platter of profiteroles for like four people and it was like 30 quid and I was like okay that's ridiculous I'm not doing that so when the waiter came over and we're like can I get you a dessert I was like do you do individual profiteroles and he was like you can have have the anniversary profiterole and I was like yeah perfect he's like what are you celebrating and I was like just being young and alive and happy and he's like perfect okay wonderful I didn't really think anything else of it and Alex kind of said everyone else who's got that has had a candle in it imagine if yours comes with a candle in it and I was like no won't like don't be silly anyway his dessert comes our coffee's calm and then mine comes with a candle in it (laughs) and a note on it that says happy birthday and I was like what the actual so then he lights the candle and is like, congratulations, and wanders off. And I was like, this is a bit peculiar, but I love like, I mean, we've spoken before about how we love to celebrate the really small things and like make an occasion out of anything. So I was like, okay, I just love this man's energy. Like, I love that he's like, you know, done that. Didn't really think anything else of it. Bill came, it was comped. And it was because oh it was obviously like for people's birthdays. And it's something the Ivy do is like a complimentary, like, oh yeah, we want to help you celebrate that's amazing if you go to the ivy and flutter your eyelashes and see if they do an individual serving you too can get a free profiterole oh my god it was brilliant but it was a bit better because i then found out i hadn't actually paid for it free dessert is the best dessert (laughs) yeah and like i was so happy to pay for it like obviously if i'd realized i would have said to him beforehand but it hadn't even occurred to me but he was obviously one of those people who was just like I get paid either way like why the hell not like she's asked um so yeah moral of the story is if you don't ask you don't get so go after what you want and it seems that my new toxic trait is seeing other people order a dessert and having to order that exact dessert um which I'm not mad about I think there are worse traits to have yeah that is true it is like I'll always say this about room upgrades in a hotel like if you don't ask you don't get chances are that they're holding some of the nicer rooms just in case someone books them but if you rock up and are like is there any chance of a an upgrade or we're celebrating this do you have any upgrades available like there's no harm in asking the worst thing they're going to do is say no you've already paid for your room like yeah exactly and yeah you're right they're holding it for something but if you're checking in at like five o'clock they can be pretty certain that there's no one else coming that day who's going to suddenly need like a suite yeah like just to ask the question there's no harm mm-hmm. yeah totally agree and it's worth it if it works out exactly um can you hear the sausage dogs going mad yes i'm very sorry that in addition to birds we now have the neighbors sausage dogs going mad but equally like how mad can you be about sausage dogs i mean Not there's mad. four of them that is exciting I didn't know this until the other day. And then I've wondered where the barking's coming from. And then I saw them leaving their house. And it was like a scene in a movie where like a cheesy movie where someone like falls in love. And I was just standing there grinning because I saw these dogs and I was like, oh my God, the owners can see me. And they're looking at me like I'm actually insane. So I just like scuttled along. <laughs> God, so I had to be like it's a sea of sausage but I was realized that's not really where we want to be well, uh, we were trying to work out what the plural of sausage dogs is and we reckon it's a pack a pack yeah, it must of be because it, it would just be for dogs dogs in general yeah. are a pack. I mean it sounds like the sausage dogs don't agree with that assessment 
but we're gonna go with pack i couldn't think of something more original either or funny so anyway do you want to share your recommendation for the week yes so (laughs) my recommendation this week is a podcast episode and it's an episode from control alt delete um Emma Gannon which obviously we've I know we've both recommended various episodes from that podcast before because it is brilliant um but this is an episode that she did in February and the guest was Sarah Ellis who is also the co-host of Squiggly Careers podcast that I know I've one of us has recommended before yeah Um, I recognize the name yeah and she's I mean has so many nuggets of wisdom And so Sarah has published a new book recently called You Coach You, and it's aimed at giving practical advice to help people coach themselves out of tricky times because she kind of acknowledges that the content that she's put out there so far and squiggly careers and a lot of what she's already done is kind of coming from the angle of like being a coach, but she's acknowledging that not everyone is able to access a career coach or a life coach or a business coach for for whatever reason. Obviously, a lot of that could be financial, but she's written this book because she wants people to be able to coach themselves when they find themselves in those in those tricky situations in life kind of being able to coach yourself out of difficult situations and she talks about using positive self-talk um but also seeing success in terms of your self-growth rather than your success or self-esteem so kind of learning to see like objectively how much you've grown and developed as a person rather than like the societal markers of success or how you feel in terms of your self-esteem within yourself because obviously your self-esteem particularly if you're having a really difficult day isn't a reflection of how much you've actually grown as a person um and what I thought was really interesting as well was she was saying part of this being able to coach yourself out of difficult situations is acknowledging and understanding that you already regulate your ego with your own self-talk because she said a lot of people kind of shy away from positive self-talk because and like manifestation because they think it's like cocky or arrogant to kind of be talking to yourself like that um but she said the fact that you are worried about over talking yourself or being arrogant means that you're already self-regulating and you don't need to worry about being overconfident or cocky. Like the fact that you're already worrying about it means that you have that self-awareness of not being an arrogant person. And then that's why having that positive self-talk is so important. Anyway, so many gems, so many kind of nuggets of wisdom in that episode. It's episode 368. It was in mid-February. So yeah, I really recommend giving it a listen if you want to learn how to coach yourself or coach yourself out of those more difficult situations in life I love that I feel like it's a really like a really accessible way to do it and it's the sort of thing that everyone can benefit from like even if you have a coach Mm. you can still definitely benefit from that mindset and just improving and doing a bit more um Mm -hmm. and I really like the work that Sarah's done so I will definitely go check her out and I'll check out the book as well because it feels like a really great um a really just like a really great resource for people yeah I really want to check out the after listening to that it made me I want added it to my wish list because I really want to give it a read what is your recommendation this week okay so mine is a little bit different and I know both of us have discovered TikTok in the past couple of weeks because we love to be late to a party and I'm obsessed with TikTok as a side note like creating content on tiktok is so much more fun than anywhere else i think because it just isn't taken as seriously 
mm-hmm. but that's by the bar um my recommendation is actually someone to follow on TikTok, particularly if you are like me and you love fashion and you love the fashion industry. And it's a woman called Carla Rockmore. So Vogue have described her as the real life Carrie Bradshaw. I found out about her via Candice Brathwaite. Um, and she is a woman who is unapologetically in love with fashion. Like she, so she films everything in, I think it's her New York part. I assume she's in New York. I actually don't know. I just assumed she was in New York. But it's basically her putting together outfits, sharing her jewellery collection. Like, her wardrobe is two stories. Like, she loves fashion. And I'm not just talking about, like, daily style. I'm talking about, like, the way she puts together an outfit is incredible. And, like, she says, like, she's been collecting fashion for over 30 years. Like, it is truly a collection. Oh, my God. But she wears her collection. And she's in her mid-50s. And that's part of the reason I love her content is that she shows that, like, completely breaks that stereotype is as you get older your style has to become more conservative or um you can't like enjoy yourself when you get to a certain age like she is the epitome of like making aging look so so much fun and she very openly says like her style's all over the place but she goes for what she loves and she loves the sort of things that might not naturally go together and just like playing around with stuff and having fun and there's something really refreshing about seeing that like seeing someone just have fun with fashion and pairing together like the most what on the surface might seem the most crazy things but actually it is like style it is fashion at its best um so I think even if you're not really into fashion or anything like that just going and like looking at some of her TikTok videos she's really fun as well like she doesn't take herself too seriously which I absolutely love um but it's just really it's just fun content it's something a little bit different it's like that fashion part of tiktok that isn't just like you know same outfit every single day it's like she's fully thrown herself in and has a real passion and love for it and i just i love to see it i love that i love that she's older as well because it is like exactly like you said it is really refreshing and that's the kind of person that you want to see on social media because it does break Mm. the mold and it's something different. And that's exactly why, like, I mean, I don't want to say role model, but it kind of is a role model because when you see the same thing over and over and it's all millennials or it's all Gen Z or whatever, seeing someone who is doing it differently and is genuinely just in love with what she's doing is, yeah, yeah, it is so refreshing to see. I'm definitely going to check her account out. Yeah, do like she's got over a million followers on TikTok now. And she like her pinned, like her top three pinned have like one of them has like over five million views. And part of it is her closet tour. And it's worth watching just for that because I think it really like I'm sure some people look at it and go, oh my God, that's so excessive. That's so over the top. But I think if you can view it from the approach of this is her passion and what she loves in her career it's so incredible that she's dedicated that kind of space to this. Um, like she has a fireplace and a spiral staircase in it. Like it is oh my God. incredible. Um, but just her whole attitude and like everything I love. So yeah. Go check. I just want to oh. see that closet. Like if nothing it's else. Amazing. So I need it's to watch absolutely that. incredible. So this week we want to talk about allowing yourself to look forward. Um, It's something that feels very topical because in the UK, um, most, I think all COVID restrictions um, have been, I was going to say released. They've just been, they're gone. They no longer exist. You can now 
fly into the UK without any restrictions. And I know not everywhere in the world is at the same stage, but I know there is a lot more of kind of trying to learn to live with COVID. Mm -hmm. And I think a big part of that is a certain nervousness of not wanting to I know for me definitely and for a lot of people not wanting to give yourself things to look forward to in the future just in case it all goes wrong again or just in case we go back into lockdown and I think it's an important conversation to have because living your life in a perpetual state of oh what if something bad happens I don't want to let myself down I, I understand that I I do it often but equally we can't can't live that way forever and we have to lead lives and find a source of joy in them and look forward to things that are important to you and things that bring you happiness and after two years of this stress and anxiety it can feel really difficult to allow yourself to look forward and let go of that kind of what if mentality definitely I think we've all been burnt by planning stuff and it getting cancelled at the last minute like whether it's just dinner with friends or whether it's bigger like weddings and big holidays so I think it's really natural that we have stopped looking forward to things but I know, I think we touched on this in another podcast um, when we were talking about Jacqueline Hurst, but she was saying how she interviewed someone and they were saying basically like, oh, maybe it's Brené Brown. I actually now can't remember. But anyway, basically along the lines of like this guy who had never looked forward to things, like he'd never got overexcited. Then his wife suddenly passed away and he realised that her being the eternal optimist was actually a really good thing and that he regretted not embracing that. And I know that's a really extreme example, but it's really stuck with me and changed my thought process because I think it's true. Not looking forward to something doesn't make it less painful when it doesn't happen. Like Mm -hmm. you're better off planning the holiday and getting really excited because even in that moment where you are really excited, if it all goes sideways and you can't go, then it's going to be crap, whatever. But actually, there's a lot of joy to be had in looking forward to stuff. And it doesn't have to be as big as a holiday. It can, it can be like, oh, we're going out for dinner next week or, you know, I'm going to go just have like a wander around the sh- shops on Saturday or whatever it is. I just think actually, yeah, we need to get back into a habit of really looking forward to stuff and getting excited because at the end of the day, so much of life is about enjoying yourself and your happiness. Yeah, I think it was that episode of should I delete that? Because the so the guy whose wife had died, he was saying like his wife's his wife's life was no worse for always thinking the best of things. Yeah. Um, and equally his own life was no better for always being a pessimist and always stopping himself from looking forward to things. And I think that's exactly the key, isn't it? Like your your life is going to be no better if you like if you withhold excitement or joy. That's yeah. it's not going to make you feel any better. And I think maybe it is kind of a process of allowing yourself to get excited again, like giving yourself permission. To look forward to things. I think we are also afraid of being let down. But I think a big way that we can do that is kind of just enjoying the feeling and enjoying the fun of planning. I think that's been the thing for me, like really finding the joy in planning to have people come and visit me or planning to see friends when I return to the UK or looking forward to a friend's wedding. And a year ago, those things would have stressed me out because I'm like, I have to, I have to think of all of the different options of how this can get cancelled and planning for refunds. And, and instead I'm like, no, I'm just going to look forward to doing these things, seeing these people and celebrating these, 
these aspects of my life and other people's life that are that are working out and that are happening and I think the best way to do that is that if you are struggling to kind of giving yourself permission to look forward to those things starting small is a really important way to do that yeah I think it doesn't have to be really big things it can be like on the Monday saying okay on Wednesday I'm gonna go out to dinner or this weekend I'm gonna like go and do something like whatever it is I think it just gets you into a habit and reminds you how great it is to look forward to things like I love the spontaneity I feel like the last couple of years has made us all a bit more spontaneous because you have to seize the opportunity when it's there rather than like being able to plan months and months in the future but there is a lot of excitement to be had by that and also when it comes to things like travel so many places now have either refund policies or like I know booking.com most of their places like you can cancel up until the day before you go and not have like to pay anything and there are so many like cheap flights at the moment that you can kind of be a bit more flexible be a bit more last minute you don't have to worry about spending like 1500 pounds on flights and then a big hotel that you'll lose and everything like an insurance companies if you're triple vaxxed are covering you Mm -hmm. so I think knowing that like you're not the only one who's worried about it. And actually there are things in place. Oh yeah. I mean, we're, we're all in the same boat at the end of the day. And, but also I think that there's nothing wrong with wanting to look forward to those things in life, whether it is a holiday that you're booking or whether it is a big socializing event. I think whether COVID exists or not, sometimes things don't work out and that is just, that is just life and life isn't out to get you. You're, you're allowed to have good, wholesome, positive things to look forward to and enjoy. And sometimes they generally, like they genuinely just won't work out because that's the way that it is. And I think it is hard to let go of that COVID anxiety that something big and bad is just around the corner and is going to upend our lives again, because it was just such an unprecedented thing to have to go through. But I think like you said, there is so much that companies are doing, that businesses are doing. There's the travel insurance that can cover you. There's wedding insurance there's there's so many different things out there and people are more understanding of if you have to cancel or change plans or at least that's my experience I know that it's not the same for everyone but I do feel like we're living in a world now where we acknowledge to live alongside COVID that there's a possibility that sometimes plans are going to change and that's just yeah just just part of of kind of event planning or travel planning or whatever it is that you're trying to do for sure and I think as well it's a really great antidote to what has felt like a very stagnant couple of years. So many people feel like they've really had their lives put on hold, whether that's with their careers or relationships, travel plans, like buying a house, whatever it is, and actually starting to look forward and look forward to things and allowing yourself to do that is the perfect antidote to kind of get things moving again, because it's that old age old thing of like an object in motion stays in motion. Once you start, it becomes easier to then think okay maybe I can plan something else or maybe I can look forward to doing something else and I don't think you have to suddenly wake up one morning and suddenly be like okay I'm going to book a holiday in nine months time but starting definitely makes a difference yeah I totally agree I think once you start doing something it becomes a lot easier like we were saying at the start that could be that could be just booking to go out on Saturday spontaneously, or it could be 
arranging a takeaway to look forward to on Friday evening after you finish work, like whatever it might be. I think once you start doing smaller things that you can look forward to and they don't get cancelled, you can then, I guess it makes you feel a bit more comfortable about doing the bigger things like, I don't know, booking a holiday or if you are thinking about buying a house, like trying to put those plans into motion again. Because I think, I mean, we're talking here a lot about social things and weddings and events and travel, but also everyone's a lot of people have put their goals and their life planning on hold and I think it's important to acknowledge that yes a lot of people have felt very stuck over the last couple of years um and Mm -hmm. you're allowed to get excited about your life again and look forward to the path that your life is is going to take and actually that kind of fits in well with the podcast episode that I recommended with Sarah on control alt delete she was saying that if you know you want to be somewhere or to achieve something or be doing a certain thing in a, a year's time or two years time or whatever, looking forward and allowing yourself to aim for those things isn't isn't cocky. That's how you make it happen. It's like manifestation as part of your yeah. goal setting. And if kind of career progression is really something that's big and important to you, I think that's that's something that can be, feel really scary to try and look forward to that again now. But it it is possible. For sure. And I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Like, if you do want to progress, you've got to look forward. It is the only way to change your current circumstances and like, get towards the life you want to live. And you're not just going to wake up one day and have that house or have that relationship or have that career moment, you've got to plan for it. And you've got to work out strategically how you're going to go about it. And a big part of that is allowing yourself to look forward. And I think maybe, it's about planning it but also being more open to the idea that you have the end goal but you might not get there in the way you first thought I think that's a really big thing that like we've all learned in the past couple of years is like you don't quite know how things are ever going to go and then maybe you will take some detours maybe it will take longer maybe it's going to be in a slightly different area to you first thought or whatever but if you make the plan and you start going after it you can always adapt it on route as it were but you've got to like start by looking forward and making the plan and taking control of that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a big part of that, however you get to that point or that goal, I think a big part of this whole process is taking ownership of our of our lives again, because it's been dictated yeah. for so long by these external forces. And I think it can, can I guess, almost a little bit daunting to think, you have all of these possibilities which are so much more available than they have been in the last couple of years and taking that ownership can feel really scary and I think that's that goes back to the whole once you start it becomes a lot easier and starting with those those smaller things and it's not saying that it's going to work out exactly how you think but Mm. having that ownership and being able to actually look forward like I don't know I just feel like we've been stagnant and kind of looking in the same place for so long and now we can look forward and it is such a daunting thing to be able to do but having that ownership is the only way that we can do our, do it like get ourselves out of that rut but I feel like I've really rambled mm. on there but mm. no I totally get what you mean I and I actually hadn't really thought of it like that but it's true like we've almost all become very um comfortable with blaming an external and rightly so but blaming an external factor on why we haven't done something or why we haven't got to where we want to be 
And while that can feel really crap and stagnant, it's almost like you'll get out of jail free card because you don't have to take accountability. Like if your plan was to, I don't know, move abroad and set up a business somewhere, you've not been able to do that because of something completely outside of your control. But now we're all entering a position where we can have that control again. And actually it can feel really daunting to think, oh God, almost like I don't have an excuse anymore. I've got to show up and I've got to do the work. Um, Mm. And I think that plays a big part. Like you kind of have to have a confronting conversation with yourself and be like, do I still want this? And like, okay, it's time to like get on the move because obviously we don't know what's around the corner and what's going to happen next with anything, but we've got to get back into a habit of like owning our own success and owning what we want to do. Like we can't just keep waiting for like, I don't know, our pay rise or our dream holiday or a relationship or whatever it is to come to us now. Yeah, no, no, I I totally agree. And I understand that some of that as well, like it might come from a privileged perspective, having the ability to go and do those things. But yeah, I think it's like, we're not sat here saying that, that that nothing bad is ever going to happen again, or we're not going to go into lockdown again this year or like all of those things could happen. But like you were saying, now we have the ability and the, the opportunity to take control of a lot more of our lives again it's almost like there's the need to find what your passion is again, to find what you're enthusiastic Mm -hmm. about so you can live your life how you want to and on your own terms right now. If something puts a roadblock in that in the future that's out of your control again, then then that happens and it's it's crap, but it it could happen and it could happen again to all of us. But the opportunity is, is right now to allow us to kind of move forward with whatever our life plans might be. They might have changed from what they were before the pandemic and Mm -hmm. that's totally fine. But part of that whole process is acknowledging if that's changed. And what is it that you actually want to look forward to now? Like what excites you now that you want to add into your life? I guess it's it's a thing we can only work from the situation we have right now. And like prior to the whole pandemic, there were plenty of things that could cause like plans to go off to the side or whatever like you could still get sick with other things before covid plans could change for other reasons but that didn't stop us from going after things and like making plans and moving Mm. forward with our lives and it's Mm. getting back into that mindset of like yeah this thing could happen it would be horrible but if that thing does happen you also don't want to be sitting there going damn I wish I'd made more of like I wish I'd taken more of the opportunity when I had it because there's nothing worse than looking back and going, damn, I didn't make the most of that chance. Yeah. And we not we weren't living by what ifs before. Like, oh, what if something goes yeah. wrong? Like, I shouldn't do this just in case this thing goes wrong. Like, we we weren't living like that before. Like, why we're the whole world is trying to live with this whole situation and we can't go on living like that forever. I mean, without sounding dramatic, but we've only got one life. You don't, yeah. like you said, you don't want to get 10 years down the road and think, oh, I wish, wish I'd done that earlier, or I wish I had started that, or I wish I hadn't been so scared to start that thing or go and aim towards that goal, whatever it might be for you. And I feel like we've gotten, we've gone way off the scale here. We've gone from social occasions and weddings and house buying to like big, <laughs> metaphorical like life scenarios. But I, I think there's, 
everyone's life has been affected so differently in the last two years. And obviously we can't cover every applicable situation because everyone's experiences have been so different. But I do think that there is, or there must be a lot of people, and I'm definitely guilty of it, but for holding myself back because I'm thinking, what if? And it's, I didn't live like that before. I've always been a worrier, but I didn't stop. It didn't stop me from doing things like that. And I need to find my way back to being that kind of person again. Yeah, I really agree. And just kind of saying, okay, let's give it a go. And like working off of the information you have and just moving forward. And I don't think it's a bad thing that a lot of priorities would have changed or outlooks would have changed in the past couple of years by any stretch. Like I think it can actually be a really positive thing, but that shouldn't be a reason why we don't move forward. Yeah. And also you should still have caution and still have like kind of mitigation, mitigation, is that the word? like backup plans and yeah yeah do you do your research and all of that just like you would have done before you, I'm, I don't think we're saying dive headfirst into these big life changes that you've done no research on and you're not 100% sure about but like anything do your research have a backup plan figure out what it is that you want because then you can allow yourself to look forward to those things again I think that leaves it in a good place for this week, but we'd, but we would love to hear your thoughts on moving forward and how you're feeling about it. And of course, if you have any other ideas for topics that you'd love us to cover, please do get in touch with all of the details that are down in the show notes. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. If you aren't subscribed already so that you can get the new episode when it comes out next week. And in the meantime, stay safe and stay well. Bye. Bye. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.